This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. My name is Grace Young, and of course here is Pastor Bebet Williams. Uh-huh. And um, we were asked this evening to chat, uh-huh. right? Because you and I, we're going to chat. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, ooh. Um, I want you to guard this place. Don't slip out of it into the next thing. Stay where you are. Allow your hearts to remain engaged with the Holy Spirit. We can talk, and you can stay there. Don't shift. If the Holy Spirit was showing you something, I give you permission to go back to what he was showing you. He's the most important person in the room. Yes. Sorry, I was a little bit distracted. <laughs> okay. um, so, when Pastor Kathy asked us to um, lead or just bring our chats on worship, um, obviously, we're obeying the vision Pastor Kathy has, both of us sitting up here. And basically, we're going to talk about how we've been trained in this house and how to imagine to respect to worship. But like a pastor uh, Bebe was talking about, don't shift. And the worship is not just uh, limited to this space right now, right here. We're talking about your lifestyle of worship. In other words, the moment you get up in the morning, the moment you hit a pillow, even while you're sleeping, you will have dreams and visions. That's all part and parcel of this worship lifestyle. So having said that, I can, I can feel her because this is such a sacred space. And um, I really want to encourage the... the essence of the now that what God is saying to us. We don't come here on Sundays or Wednesdays, any other gathering that happens here. We don't just come casually. It was never meant for casual gathering. And if you listen to the teaching or Pastor Gavin from last week, or Alex Fernandez, the beautiful but very potent and powerful message about the order of worship. And even last week when Pastor Kathy talked about that she will never teach the worship the way that she has been, that was her own sacrifice of coming here and really open her heart and to receive. And that actually, when she does do that posture, that is actually for all of us to yield to what Holy Spirit is saying at this time. So with the same mindset or same heart, I don't want to take this as just a casual coming together here and we're going to talk about worship. And the thing that, um, as we discussed even yesterday about this tonight, and we did a lot of chat together, and, <laughs> you know, how we've been trained in this house under the Pastor Barry, and many, of course, Pastor Kathy, and Pastor Joan, and many fathers and mothers in this house, how we've been built up to, but it's all about, Acknowledging who God is, who Jesus is, who Holy Spirit is. And um, even it's so beautiful, it's not just beautiful, I just love the fact that when um, Matt and Danny Pearl, they bring their heart, even every song they released, it was just such a like, it's like 
now message for all of us in our heart. And I think I'm going to say this is because I feel like I feel that to say it because once the Matt, Matt and Danny Pro proceeded with their sound, and what I saw was that I could see like the the mist. It's like when you early in the morning when you look at the ground, and then there's like this mist will come up, but it's like the other way, kind of upside down. I could see it coming down, and then. All of a sudden, I had a scripture that in Genesis 2.6, I had to look it up. Talked about, doesn't just come out. <laughs> so I had to look it up, and it says, yeah, the mist came up and watered the whole earth. And immediately, my heart went to, the earth is right here in your heart. And the power of the sound of the, a worshiper Matt and Danny Pro when they bring their heart and they release their sound here. That's, I think, is what's happening here. But as we converse, I just love the way Pastor Bebet opened up, okay, don't shift, because that's exactly what is happening. That, that mist coming up out of the Holy Spirit's ministry tonight will really water your heart. And then the interesting about the mist is in the word is talking about ember and like raking coming together and, and put together. And so our gathering together, there's a definite purpose and focus. So um, I want like a pastor Bebet to share um, some of the things that even I think we want, I want to go back, go to that question that we talked about yesterday, that because we're talking about imagination um, as we just uh, converse, just we just pretend. I know you guys are here. <laughs> we just pretend that we're just talking, just like the way we talked yesterday, mm-hmm. of us. Um, what was the thing that, even okay, I just shared what I saw tonight. But did you like see something mm-hmm. tonight? Yeah. Well, for me, it started when we were. We were praying beforehand, and um, I began to see, um, I think it's very tied to what Pastor Kathy said last week, but I began to see raindrops coming. And as I looked closer in the raindrops, I saw angelic beings. You know, whenever there is um, worship, there's going to be the presence of the angelic. Because they're drawn to worship, they're drawn to the presence. And um, but during dur- that, just kind of kept going as we were worshiping. And then what came over me was an incredible fear, but not a bad fear, but an awe and a. Um, you know, everyone's, you know, sometimes you get that to that place in worship where you, you're tangibly recognizing the almightiness of God, his bigness. And sometimes we can become so familiar with, but it's, it's so. So, I can see you gone, so to speak. Um, well, one of the things we, um, as we got together, and as we converse with one another, that the thing that was pronounced, because based on what Pastor Kathy shared last Wednesday, that she's talking about a vision, the vision of this worship module is basically to see clearly and to clearly what? And probably I cannot define that for you. It's almost like what is, what is it that you can pick up and hear that's pertinent to your own life, right? So um, 
this morning when I got up and I asked the Lord, okay, we are doing this and what will be a good, because it can be, this can be a really broad subject mm-hmm. and we need a door to walk in. And so um, I feel like Holy Spirit said to me, let's talk about, why don't you guys talk about worship and imagination? I think one of those, the um, hindrance or block for children of God is sometimes that we are not um, free to imagine in the presence of God, truly like let our heart go with our imagination and worship of our true Father and Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit. Because personally, just short, shortly I can share that. One of the things that I believe that God has restored me when I truly like dedicate my life, I grew up in church. To measure, I knew how to worship, I knew how to do all the things that a good Christian child should do. But and yet, when I got so hungry to know God afresh, and really rededicate my life. The one of the things that God had restored was the capacity to imagine in God. I mean, it was so precious that that even Holy Spirit would open the way of imagination with respect to the, how to meditate in the Word of God. So sometimes I would write in my notes like when you say when you spell word. Worship is what W-R-S-H-I-P. But I put in parentheses W-O-R-D, in parentheses, D, in close parentheses, and worship. Because I couldn't separate. You know, the, the word and the worship. And Jesus was the word, is. And he's, he's the epitome of the worship. When we read like word like that he was slain even before the foundation of the world, he sacrificed already in his determination. I don't even know whether this makes sense or not, but yeah. And so even when Pastor Gavin was sharing the fact that Abraham sacrificed the promise to be Isaac mm-hmm. and determined to worship him that manner bringing his sacrifice in his heart the very thing the very person that's standing in front of him that he's willing but you know the interesting part is Isaac wasn't a child he was fully grown adult and still submit to what father Abraham heard from the God. And this is really remarkable. It's like mind-boggling. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm going somewhere. So, the, the, imag- the imagination. So, when God restored, even personally for me, how to restore your imagination. Your, we call it in the church setting, like your sanctified imagination. I mean, we can launch into a lot of things here, but I think I'm going to ask Pastor Bebet, all right? And, okay, I guess we could go into what you felt or saw like last, this past Sunday, when, okay. um, let me just prepare you. This Sunday, when, um, from the preserves prayer to and to the worship when Alex was sharing the word. Okay. I wasn't in the preserves prayer. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Anyway. Um, well, imagination. I want to say one thing on imagination. Um, one of the things that the Holy Spirit ministered to me about my imagination is a lot of times we think because we get all kinds of pictures within our imagination, some of them we would say you know, or, you know, let's just say God would be okay with. 
And some of them we would say, well, I don't know that God's okay with that. But our imaginations are like our thoughts. Sometimes we have thoughts that are okay, pure, holy. And sometimes we have thoughts that aren't. So, you know, you learn, it's not, your imagination, though, is like every other part of you. It has been sanctified. It has been made holy. The thing is, is that sometimes we have images that we have placed on the inside of us that will be reconjured up. Images that maybe, you know, in hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have looked at. Okay? So we can ask the Holy Spirit to wash those images away. And if you, you know, if you need help to do that, then, you know, come to one of the prayer ministers on Sunday and, and don't, don't be embarrassed. Because in this age of screens, there is not one person who hasn't put an image within themselves that they shouldn't have. Because you can be watching a movie that is just, it's pretty fine, and then all of a sudden, bang, there's an image, and you're like, whoa, I didn't know that was in that movie, right? And so there's no condemnation in this. But I like to think of my imagination as the whiteboard and the image center that the Holy Spirit chooses to draw on. And when I allow him in worship to draw on it, then he begins to show me things. Our imaginations, we think of, are pictures, but they can... One one of the things that happened to me today, and I actually, before I share this, I need to ask Kevin, do you have on a strong cologne? You do? Okay, then it was probably Kevin. Um, can I smell you? <laughs> It wasn't Kevin. It's a nice cologne, but it wasn't you. (laughs) But um, I smelled this fragrance. And the thing is, is that when we're in worship, we have to allow ourselves to be open to experiencing some things that can be a little bit different. What I smelled was a combination of a smell that I have felt that I have smelled before that was what I think is like the Rose of Sharon smell, which I have no, I have no grid for. It's just what I think. When, when the first time I smelled it, I thought, oh, this must be Rose of Sharon, you know? <laughs> but it was kind of laced also with a spicy men's cologne, which was which is Pastor Barry's smell. (laughs) And it really was like a marrying together because, you know, we'd been praying all day, you know, Papa, only let us come, you know, when we come up here, we only want to speak what you want spoken. We only want to do what you want done. And so when those two smells came together, it was like my spiritual father and my heavenly father coming together and saying, you're good. Go. I'm with you. So it's important, you know, you might smell something, you might see something in your image center, you might sense a peace. You know, if you're in worship and there's chaos in your life and you come into worship and you sense a peace, Mm -hmm. that's the presence. If all of a sudden you become encouraged about something in your life, that's the presence. That's still part of your image center. It's just speaking to you through a different sense. Yeah. I think that's beautiful because uh, you're talking about your faculty of smell. Right. Okay. So, may I? Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> you need to go smell Kevin. Okay. Maybe somebody else. I don't know. Uh, well, when we talk about imagination, it's not really like one-dimensional, okay? I see a screen, and we, we can see ourselves on, well, that's, <laughs> hello. <laughs> well, that, but 
I think it's like the imagination that we're talking about is like it's a good thing that Pastor Bebe brought it that what is the the thing that you can feel and touch or will hear or smell and feel. And that's part of the imagination. Because you mentioned movies. Sometimes when you hear music or watch movie, there's a certain memory attached to it. So you all of a sudden you actually experience whatever the reality is trying to project and you go in that and then you experience it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like um uh even I remember like years ago Pastor Barry taught on this that how you see in the spirit, how you how you engage in your imagination the spirit is talking about your uh, seeing capacity, your hearing capacity, your smell, taste, and touch. And it's almost like what we have, like the physical senses, is already in the spirit. Like, if I have to mention a scripture, it's like Pastor Barry's favorite, I don't say favorite, but, you know, you always use this scripture, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty six. How be it? The first is not spiritual, but natural, but afterwards spiritual. So... As she shared, see, this is good. That's uniqueness because you smelled, but I saw that picture. Mm-hmm. And then the way God um, sort of kind of, okay, you know, you're on the right path. You're, you're engaged in. This is good. For me personally, the way God touched me is I would get very oily in my hand and I would have like oils coming out of my hand and 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 also my heart was burning mm-hmm. and and when I felt my heart was burning that I saw like um plum, plumb line and plumb line coming and it's like moving about like directions does it mean anything I don't know but in in the engagement of the worship setting, that that's the place that I can kind of sense I am grounded, I'm centered, and therefore I don't have to fear. Well, people who know me, <laughs> they know me, that they're probably, they, they've heard me even saying it out of my mouth, I do not like to be in front of people. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, but when I know that God's like, okay, you have to release certain things, then I'll be here and talking about this. So when Pastor Bebet, I just love the way it's expressed. And then there's like, you're not just smelling it, also smell, but you're just saying it. Okay, you know how to like sort of have that translation or interpretation of what that's meant, what that's meant to you. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. What is, what is your personal message? from God when you engage in this imagination faculty, mm-hmm. no? So, um, remember when we were talking about this, when you um, had the scripture? Yes. That. Okay. Yeah. So, one of the scriptures that I love so much um, regarding worship is John four twenty three and 24. And what I like to do is take a scripture and um, obviously, you, you're, you're going to hear just about everybody who gets up here. We love words. Okay. Um, so I like to look at it in all the different translations. That's how one of the first ways that I begin to study out a scripture. And then I'll go and I'll, you know, look it up in Blue Letter Bible and, um, and then look at what specific words mean. So I'm going to read John 4.23 and I'm going to read it um, bits and pieces of it from different translations, and I'll let you know which one it is, so if there's one that really sparks your heart, you can go back and dig it, Um, which we encourage you to do. Pastor Barry used to always tell us to be really good Bereans, and the Bereans got into the Word not to prove what the teacher was saying was wrong. They got into the Word to, to enhance what the teacher was saying and learn more and prove what was right. 
Um, it's, it's interesting because a lot of times people will twist that. So, so be a good Berean in digging in there to find out the treasure in the word. Um, so anyway, so John four twenty three and 24 from the Living Bible. It says, for it's not where we worship that counts, but how we worship. Worship is a lifestyle. This is me. This is not that. Worship is a lifestyle, and sometimes we sing. Our lives are worship, and sometimes we sing. Okay? For it's not where we worship that counts, but how we worship. Is our worship spiritual and real? Do we have the Holy Spirit's help? Sometimes we think coming into worship is just us, but he's our helper. And so it's really a good idea to ask the helper when we're going into worship to help. Just help. Because he's right there. He just comes right alongside of us. For God is spirit, and we must have his help to worship as we should. The Father wants this kind of worship from us. Worship that's relational. From the passion, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of right place, but with right heart. For God is spirit, and that's ruah, breath. And he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the unseen, and in truth. The voice, Father is spirit, and he is seeking followers whose worship is sourced in truth and deeply spiritual. Amplified, worshipers will worship the Father in spirit, from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. And the message, it's who you are and the way you live that counts before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. Father is looking for those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. So it's completely legal to come before the Father and say, Holy Spirit, help me. And oh, by the way, today really sucked. With that genuine heart. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration, not obligation. I got caught up in what she was reading. Oh, can I say one more thing? Oh, sure. Okay. So my version of it, the Babette version of the Bible. We worship the Father by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through our imagination and truth, his reality and our authenticity. Okay, so I like that word, uh, inspiration. And can you share more about, about that? What does it mean for you to be inspired by the Holy Spirit's presence or his prodding or okay. well, inclination? Yeah. I started digging into inspiration. I don't know. Kathy was my first training center instructor. And she said something about in spirit. And when she said it, clicked with me inspiration that being in the spirit is being inspired so inspiration to me is when I mean you can be like oh I was so inspired by that picture that I went and I bought one just like it right so I can be inspired inspirited by the Holy Spirit so I worship him through inspiration, through the yielding of the leading of what the Holy Spirit is doing. I promise you that if you begin to ask the Holy Spirit at any given moment in time, I don't care if you're driving in your car, brushing your teeth, at work, in a board meeting, taking care of your children, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you begin to ask the Holy Spirit, 
Where are you for me right now? What are you doing for me right now? And what, do you, what are you saying? What do you want me to know? He will answer you. So in worship, I try to remember to ask him, what are you doing in the room right now? What do you want people to know? And if I get a word, I'll get it because I ask that question. And sometimes then I have to ask, okay, is this something you want me to share? Or is this something just for me? Or something that I'm just supposed to pray into? And sometimes he'll be, you know, no, share this. Or I'll get a, um, so I'll get a song. M- many people who are psalmists will get a song that goes this way. And I get those songs too, where I'm singing to him. But most of my songs are when I'm hearing what's happening in the heavenly realm and it's singing down to us. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works for me. Everybody has to, we all have to allow ourselves to be unique because we have to allow ourselves to be exactly who God created us to be and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't understand it because, like, I first started getting into psalmody and training center and I couldn't understand why I was different, why everybody's songs were going this way, but mine were going this way. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was doing something wrong. We need to stop doing that. Yeah, I, I need to stop yeah, doing it. I think you brought a really good point here because I remember the similar experience. I'm not about singing, but when it comes to uh, certain scripture understandings or things like that, even yes, we all um, in the journey with God, and and then we get to know the Lord you know, personally. Sometimes some of the things we share with one another. But if I have a conversation way back when you know, we were in the training center together, mm-hmm. and, I was, and I feel like, well, I mean, she gets song, but I don't get it. I mean, something wrong with me? No. It's just different. We're just built differently. Mm-hmm. And so when, when God trains us or, you know, like really, what do you call that? Who Maybe refining our senses. Um, in worship setting or in the daily routine, it's basically just a how to hear God personally for you, mm-hmm. right? So um, I remember even our the classmates sharing their their experiences. Like, well, I, I, maybe it's a scripture, and when was the instructor was talking about something like, I didn't hear it that way. How come you heard it that way? But we're all built differently. Mm-hmm. And the way we engage in God is different. It's like, well, you, got, you have your two children are different from mm-hmm. one another, and my two children are different from one another. And the way we get to know one another is obviously different, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then the, I think the key thing is like your um, capacity to listen, how to listen, and and in listening, sometimes um, I think it's almost like the Holy Spirit will, will lead you to, okay, this piece right here is for, for you for now. And then, and then this piece right here, you just need to put it on, what do you call it? I mean, you hold, can yeah. hold, on hold or put it in the pantry. If you're a cook, you prepare, you get all your ingredients, but some ingredients are not for now. It could be later. And then... You know, some are just like you were talking about. Is it for is that the word for somebody else, or do I need to pray for certain things? And anything else you want to add to that? Well, I think that the important thing is is being open and willing to practice. Taking the risk to practice because you're not nothing's going to be hurt mm-hmm. in the pro, in the process of practicing to allow your imagination to go. I could I can remember there were times when I would be in worship I would have my eyes closed and all of a sudden I would begin to see we're talking about this like pictures of like space mm-hmm. like almost like 
what the Hubble telescope stuff would look like. And I couldn't understand it. Like, what is, what is happening? You know, and, and I thought, why am I allowing this to come in in this time? Like, I, this should be, I should be seeing, like, you know, Jesus or angels or whatever. Why am I seeing space? You know, but I went, I, I began learning to go back and have a conversation with the Holy Spirit and ask him, like, why am I seeing space? And he just kind of questioned me back and said, well, what do you think the heaven of the heavenlies looks like? You know, and I was like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's trying to show me and yeah. I'm negating it, thinking mm-hmm. that I'm conjuring something up within myself, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think it's really important, you know, like sometimes, like there's so much in the word of God that we know and we hear, but we sometimes don't take practically like draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So when I close my eyes, even if I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but my intention of my heart is to draw near to him. That's all he needs. He's going to come. And so I have to be sensitive to what happens in that moment. Does peace come? Does all of a sudden at the end of that time, does a, a situation that had been a mountain all of a sudden become a little bit less of a mountain? Mm-hmm. Does it become a molehill? Yeah. Somebody that I was like ticked off at, do all of a sudden I come out of that situation and maybe without me even asking, my heart has changed toward it? Because these are the things that happen in the presence. Yes. You know, or you might get a picture of yourself sitting down at the table across from this person and you're thinking that's not happening Mm -hmm. but he's entreating us into something I think that's a really good point because when that happens when you yield to that ministry that moment what happens is that we talk about gracing and or we talk about anointing and it's like there's God's provision to be able to to follow through exactly that vision or the inkling or that prompting mm-hmm. that's coming to you. So um, is it okay if I kind of shift a little bit here? Okay. <laughs> so um, we basically kind of a little bit shared about what's happening with us in the, when we get into the worship setting. But basically what we're saying is that how how to be pre- present. It's like, like Bebe shared that sometimes all those things in life that, that happens when you come into or whether you're spending time with God at your, in the house or coming here and when you get into, there's going to be distraction. But how to set aside those distractions and truly bring yourself as like Alex talked about, as you're living sacrifice. It's like be present in the moment when Holy Spirit ministry is going. Mm -hmm. And as you know, that when the worshipers appear and the worship teams appear, when they start ministering, they are not just releasing beautiful sound or songs. They're actually causing you, your spirit, to engage in the now moment of what Holy Spirit is doing. So people bring in, even including myself, I bring, I may bring like baggages or, oh, I have a certain concerns and then what am I going to do even right after service and all that. But then that just to have to set aside, be just set aside and you be the set apart one. You literally have to separate yourself right in front of the presence of God and say, I will occupy this space with you, period. That's your living sacrifice at the moment. But that doesn't just end during worship service. Actually, this goes on and on 24-7 as we talked about this. And so um, the reason I'm going to kind of shift this is that I know some of us like to have a definition (laughs) to the word. So, 
I just want to just kind of release and to give the image, what is the definition of imagination. You know, you, we all can look it up, but sometimes it's good to sort of like go over. Um, it is the, the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external object not present to the senses. An imaginative faculty, also the synonyms are creative power and your mind's eye and the ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful. And other synonyms are like creativity, initiative, ingenuity, vision, inspiration, we talked about, insights, and invention. The reason that imagination is so important is that, as we all know, if we kind of like flip the side of a coin, so to speak, then the thing that enemy or Satan would love to occupy is your imagination, isn't it? So that's why even numerous times in the scripture talks about renewing your mind. But I think... Depending on how you're built, we even in educational system, what is your learning style? Sometimes my way of meditating, world of God, maybe completely off or different or difficult. So it's like Holy Spirit is like your personal um, tutor, instructor, and because he's the one who knows you the best. So he will train because we are all always be in training. We don't stop. We don't stop. We just keep yielding to the Holy Spirit and his guidance. And, and we get to train our imagination. Just like when uh, Pastor Bebe shared about the space, uh, she get to see the space and, and out there, the wonder of God's creation. That's because she didn't limit the Holy Spirit is leading into your imaginational faculty. What if you say, oh, this is weird, yeah. and <laughs> you just stop, <laughs> you know? I mean, I've had similar experiences, and then sometimes, see, but those are the doors that you can get into. For, for me, the reason that I loved studying the Word with my imagination is that when God opens the door, and sometimes it's like, um, what do you call that? The scavenger, scan, scavenger, scavenger. So you you find the clues, you go after, and then you go after the next clues. And I remember, like when you're sitting in a classroom, and especially like teacher, like a pastor, Pastor Barry or Pastor Kathy, and there are certain teachers I believe that they really impart. Um, what do you call that? They activate your imagination without their saying that I'm going to have activation ministry right now. Everyone come up here. No need. There's something sometimes that needs it. But third times, I think the most um, beautiful way to be active, activated is that when you are in the ministry of the word of God or even worship, whatever the avenue is, that they're the ones who really open up your imagination to a such that that you when you walk in it you feel like oh my goodness this is it's almost like some of experiences it's like a deja vu i've been here before or i know this this place looks so familiar to me but and yet so different and fresh and new yes does that make sense yes. yeah and And the reason that the imagination play a, such a role in studying or meditating the word of God is that meditation is not just a, you, you just read the word and then Holy Spirit tell me what's this all about. It's actually when you open up the word of God and when you engage in your imagination with the Holy Spirit. And I think when Heather taught, uh, I thought that was such a so brilliant um, example that 
Holy Spirit is park ranger. And then you get to explore the forest. And, and the Holy Spirit is the best guide to go those scavenger and and in that it's like we, with the holy spirit there's the, there's cycle where we sang we just sang about what was the song Matt? the alpha and omega <laughs> yes so i never forget when pastor Barry said alpha and omega is not alpha and omega as the circle like alpha and omega and the beginning and the end and it's like our our capacity to imagine is just like that, that Alpha and Omega, there's always this um, movement that happens. And it's not just like, you know, you are just imagining things, but actually what God uses is that out of that, there's a, such a force and power and sound that coming out of your spirit. Actually, right now, although I'm saying it, I can feel it in my spirit. But then again, it feels very weird <laughs> to say it from up here. I'm just being very honest. Because <laughs> some of these things that I would talk about would be, like even with the Pastor Bebet, it's, it's like these are like the things that I would share very um, intimately because we're very, you know, intimately... <laughs> have grown together in friendships, even with Pastor Kathy and some of us. But these are like the conversations and when we carry even this, there's, I don't know what you're feeling, but right now I can feel the presence or beings. I don't know how you call that, you know, I mean, sorry, angels, I guess, but like the raindrops. Yes. Yes. And I think the, the encouragement, because the reason that we're up here is to encourage all of you and even us that in this flow of how Holy Spirit will come and use our imagination to release ourselves. I think releasing ourselves is none other than we don't limit ourselves when it comes to really like tonight's worship. It's all about Jesus. It's all about ascribing glory and strength to him. And Basically, what is your personal testimony with that flow? Do you have something? Because yeah. um, I've been writing. I'm making some notes. Yes. Just getting some downloads. So um, I was sensing a little bit of shakiness. So what I want you to consider is the Holy Spirit just said, read to them Hebrews 11.1. 1. We all know we're, we're a faith church, so we all know Hebrews 11.1, 1, right? So I, I want you to think about it in light of what we've been talking about. Faith. Are we to repeat it? No, just, <laughs> I just want you to process it. I'm going to go slow. <laughs> faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Where does that happen? In our image center. Right? When you begin to stand in faith for a healing, what do you do? I know what I do. I begin to picture that area well. If I have, if the doctor shows me an x ray of something in my body that is dysfunctional, I begin to picture it in function on earth as it is in heaven. So faith is the substance of things that we hope for, pictured in our imagination, in our image center. It's the evidence of the things that we're not seeing yet here, but we're seeing in our image center, and we're seeing in the spirit. And in the process of that, we're, doing, we're building in the spirit, like Pastor Clark used to say. We're building in the spirit and we're calling from the unseen into the seen. That's what God has done. He has called since the beginning of time, since let there be light. He has called order into disorder. 
that's what we're doing. So everything we're talking about is based on faith. There's nothing in the kingdom that doesn't require the foundation of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every one of you, every one of us, is a spirit being. God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. God is spirit. And those who worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. You are a spirit being, like Pastor Barry used to say, having a natural experience on earth. Your ecosystem that you were created to thrive in is spirit. You're created to build in the spirit. You're created to imagine in the spirit. You're created to speak out the things that you hear from the Holy Spirit, from the spirit into the natural. You're created to pray in a spiritual language that changes the atmosphere, the atoms and things, all kinds of stuff. A supernatural language that actually all you're doing is giving voice to because it comes from the Spirit of God. It's not even really ours. We are spirit beings. We've been trained out of our true identity into believing we are natural beings trying to be spiritual. But I promise you, (laughs) I promise you, I guarantee it, that if you'll just give yourself an opportunity to believe that you're a spirit being, you'll begin to experience some different things. You'll begin to see more in the spirit. You'll begin to hear more in the spirit. You'll begin to sense more in the spirit. And then allow, be brave, allow yourself to go to some kind of different weird things that feel weird because they are weird to us because unfortunately we've bought into the lie that we're simply natural. Over the weekend, I had to talk to Alex and of course I'd been praying for him because I knew he was taking the Sunday service. And the Lord gave me a song that I listened to all weekend, but I was interceding for Alex. And the song was (laughs) Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And it was the ukulele version, you know, it was really happy. So I was like bopping around the house, you know. But I was speaking those words over Alex. And the one line that I knew was like his line was... And the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. That's Bible. So, you know, what are you beginning to dream over yourself as a spirit being, as a son, a daughter of God? You know, when you, like when when Grace said, when you read things like, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, and you read, you know, the working of miracles, stop and pause. Allow yourself to imagine yourself laying hands on somebody who has no limb and seeing that limb grow out. When you begin to read about, you know, words of knowledge and words of wisdom and the prophetic, begin to allow yourself to Okay, I I got this word of knowledge over this person. I got this word of wisdom. I got this prophetic word. You know, the working of miracles is pouring out of my life. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with who you are. You're a spirit being with the spirit of Christ on the inside of you. But we, we need to begin to see ourselves doing these things because faith is the substance of those things that we hope for. Who doesn't want to see the gifts of the spirit manifest in their lives? I think everybody in here does. So really lean into, you know, even if you don't believe us up here today, just on a dare. Yes, we dare you. (laughs) What God would say. 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they all say, we dare you. He says, prove me not about tithing, right? <laughs> and even in tithing, like, like, don't let tithing, it's beautiful that it's an act of obedience. It's beautiful. Let it be not an obligation, but an act of adoration. And then begin to see, ask the Holy Spirit, man, you know, what happens in the supernatural, in the spirit realm, to my tangible money when I tithe, when I give, when I allow generosity to flow from my heart? What happens in the spirit realm? Something has to happen. Because otherwise, how would the windows of heaven open up and a blessing be poured out, not trickled? Yeah, when you said, like, when you just say spirit realm, and I know, I know for sure that you all have individually your own territory in the spirit. That's the way you are built. That's the way we are built. So how you want to steward your territory in the spirit? The things you were sharing is not something that just uh, came up overnight. This all happened because we made a commitment to the Lord. And we're willing to be students. Remember we, we always say, that when a student is ready, the teacher will show up. And um, the, the territory, it is it's not something that abstract or it's not something that is just uh, your imaginary word. Actually, the reason that we're talking about imagination is, is in actual reality, we all were given a place. Just like Alex talked about, you were born to win the order of worship. Because we cannot get into this tonight, but when you think about why you were born at this time, Yes, we can call scripture like we are, you were born such as time this. Just like a call of Esther. But why you were born here? What was your calling and destiny? Even scripture talks about there's no um, regret. What's the word? <laughs> that you, there's no you know, gift and calling, there's, um, there's no regret from God's point of view. Irrevocable. Irrevocable, yeah. I can think about that word, yeah. Yes. That means that, personally, it's up to me. And I'm about to be very serious because I felt that the awe and the serious of God tonight is that, you know, I, ha- I could have a good excuse in saying, I can only share over this much whatever I felt like God has given to me, and, and then that'll be it. But even I challenge myself with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I don't want to assume this is worship. I don't want to assume this is my life call. I don't want to assume that. I know what I'm called to do. But at the same time, I don't want to act like a child anymore. Because I've raised, I have been raised up in this house mm-hmm. for a number of years. And, and I knew what I need to release. And it's not just for my own sake. But especially, I think, when we come together as a corporate setting... There's a synergy, there's a, a power that goes off when our sounds come together. And I don't know why I feel like this, this like urgency in me is almost like 
you know, in order to own your territory, you need to, sometimes I say these things, but I just believe the Holy Spirit is saying this to, to, through me, is that it's like when you mark your territories, how you do it, just like what Beba talked about, now faith is. I mean, I think the ultimate worship is we walk by faith, not by sight. And then the walking by faith is actually you engage in your imagination, you engage in all of your being spiritual and body, just like Pastor Bebet shared with us all. That we need to be aware when we come together with one another and, and really not to get familiar with one another. No matter how you know, close we are with one another, some of us are together. But when we come together, we're talking about kingdom business. And whether it's finances and relationships and all of these things, and even your personal growth with God, and, and even you have dreams and visions about your personal goal and your family goal, even when you pray for this nation, and in everything that we do, there's a focus and purpose. And the, the ability to worship. In the capacity that God, that God has granted. In the form of imagination. It's very powerful. Um, you... I, um, okay, I think this, I was thinking about this earlier, but then I think maybe this piece will just close out this, you know, session. Yeah, but uh, I just, there's a point that I want to share that you told me about um, that particular picture that you got through worship on Sunday. I think that's pertinent, yeah, this, as you share that, and you can kind of close out okay. with prayer, yeah. So on Sunday, I got this picture when um, it was during worship and while Alex was talking of um, an egg that was cracked. And as I kind of pondered it with the Holy Spirit, he kind of took me into um, like, you know, an egg and there has to be. And I felt like it was us, like we're the egg that is cracked and there's there was fertilization and, and it had to do with the life of living faith in worship. Because God is doing something right now here in the house in worship. And, um, and so I felt like, you know, he, he's like, he intended, he, he created the egg. So he intended for us to go into worship. He allowed times of a time of gestation. And then the egg was born. No, eggs aren't born. They're um, hatched. <laughs> the egg was hatched. And it's cracking. And as it's cracking, you know, it's like we're in the process of we're developing, a, you know, they, they always, I've always heard it said, like, you never help a chick to, to hatch. Because in the process of hatching, the chick builds the muscles that they need in order to be able to be a healthy chicken or rooster. So, so right now, it's cracked. And the Holy Spirit is helping us to build this amazing muscle to have the capacity to really carry worship the way he intended for this house to carry it. And it's not all about the worship team. It's We're all the worship team. We are all called to worship him in spirit and in truth. The worship team is called to lead us. But if they just got up here and they were the only ones that worshipped, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, so press into worship right now in this time and, and press, press into what Father God has. Allow him to, you know, be in a, I think one of the most amazing things is we talk about the prayer of agreement. We think it's only between the two of us. But the prayer of agreement begins in agreement with him. This is the best prayer of agreement. You know, and then it becomes us, all of us. So um, I really felt like I had mentioned cleaning out our image centers. I really want to give you an opportunity to lead you in a prayer to do that. Because if you're feeling like, wow, my image center is pretty polluted, 
It's so simple to clean out. So I'm going to just pray a prayer out, and you can, even if you don't feel like you need to, just to help the people out next to us. You know how kind of like when you pray the prayer of salvation, all the born-again people pray it too? Well, we're going to do the same thing. So if your image center is squeaky clean, just the best whiteboard in the world, God's just can stuff on there, just pray it with us anyway just to help the person out next to you. They need it. You don't, but they do. Okay. So, Father... I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. For anything that I have chosen to look at or listen to or touch that didn't represent your best for me. And I forgive myself. And Father, I give you permission now by the power of the blood to wipe my whiteboard my image center my God-given imagination totally clean and I ask you Father to begin to use my image center the way you intended it to be. And I choose to be a good student and to let you impart to me everything you desire. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Have a beautiful evening. Be blessed. Yes.